the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Sheila Regan, Bridget McDowell, and Pablo Miranda. Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria and Eric Silva Brenneman. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Uh, welcome to another Minnesota Football Show. We've got Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria, Bridget McDowell. My name is Eric Silva Brenneman. Amazing co-hosts. How are both of you? It's nice outside. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had we've had some not so nice winters. So far, I'm liking winter. <laughs> you know, this is I had this discussion with my my children, and and they disagree greatly with both uh, what you said, but I tend to agree with you, Rodrigo. I pretty good so far. I can still ride my bike comfortably. Uh, I do like a little bit of snow, but I'm not a fan of the. Uh, What's the tagline? Oppressive whiteness? When yes. they get to be like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> ten we ten are, feet or whatever. No thanks. Yeah, we are we are we are not fans. Even though I have Ozzy with me, and but even with Ozzy, sometimes it's not when it's when it's wet, oppressive whiteness. It just it's no fun for anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's gonna be super cold, there better be snow. But temps like this is pretty nice. I mean, I, I, it's not that I don't mind the cold. I just don't like the wind. Wind chills is what kills me. So, agreed. So it can be like agreed. twenty degrees outside, and I can be outside around a fire watching TV outside. So you know that's fine. But as long as it's not windy, yeah, the wind yeah. is oppressive too. Well, we got lots to talk about. We will we will gush about our loons still alive, still uh, still diving in the water and catching their fish and uh, catching some bigger fish. And now they're going to ha- try to catch the biggest fish. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a good metaphor. I'm proud of myself on that one. <laughs> I, I, I get it, right? The fish and then yeah. the other fish and then Seattle fish. Yeah. See? Good, good. See? It's a good job. Thank you. That's, that's Thank what you. we, that's what we Patreon you the big bucks. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start with uh, forward Madison, just because this is awesome. Uh, we, we had heard a rumor through uh, some sources that rhyme with uh, West Burdine that uh, Carl Craig may be, may have been tapped as the uh, next head coach for, forward Madison and that was confirmed in midweek so Carl Craig former Minnesota United coach from goodness 2013 to 2017 did I get that right sounds about right uh, no 20 2016 was it because 2017 is when we started 2016 the, yeah 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 2017 been, we started MLS so right I was thinking yeah 2016 17 okay so anyway we awesome guy go ahead else was bumped Correct. Just, there you go. Yeah. Would you imagine a Carl Craig though running an MLS team? That would have been. Oh my god. It'd be phenomenal. And, I, mean, <laughs> I know, he's, right? He's such a cool guy. Um, I'm I'm super happy and thrilled for Ford Madison. My my uh, brother-in-law was already writing me like, I remember seeing this guy when we would go to Nessie, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> he's your guy now. <laughs> so we we will definitely plan a trip. Yeah. Um, I just randomly happened to pop onto Facebook Live at 
at the right time where he was doing an interview and talking about punk rock for like 15 minutes. And I was like, man, I love this dude so much. Um, I haven't spent stories, man. Oh, so many stories. The he's best got, stories. He's got he's like a library of stories. Yes. Like, you know, he's like a, a encyclopedia Britannica of stories. Like seriously, <laughs> like he has volumes upon volumes that he draws upon. And like, so like my I, favorite I, thing is from him but, is just that um I I I I I know he does salvo stuff or used to do salvo stuff. And so like when my kid would practice at the West Side Dome, oh, um, like I would see him sometimes just sitting and scribbling at his magic magnetic board and, and like his like, you know, he's got like a it's like a trapper creeper of like. Yeah, well, when we did, like, when we did our uh, our futsal tournament, he yeah, no, travel. <laughs> that was like I was like I was like and then like we were all huddling and like Wes was telling to me he texted me and he goes, well, now Isa can say that she ignored uh, she ignored a coach, a real coach's uh coaches huddle we're like because we were all huddling right he's like so telling us, we need to do this we need to do that we need to do this yep. it's here this there i was like okay yeah call craig cool so good. tell me what to do i'll just do it um i'm not gonna pretend that i know him extremely well but we besides that moment we've spent a couple other times together um what's the what's the brew pub over on the on the west bank there right uh right adjacent like the four corners kind of area i can't think of the name right now um uh, right, right across from the hotel on on uh, Seven Corner. Cedar, yeah. Well, Cedar talking like Cedar oh, turning into Riverside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the music bar, right? The tiny Cedar bar. Washington. It's like right where Washington. That's, that's where you like Pablo and all of them would come and hang out with my dad. With my dad. No, 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 no. Not not that far. I, not that far. Okay. No, over by Red Sea. Uh, grandma's used to be over there. Oh, you know what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank right now. I can't remember what's called. But anyway, we spent some time um, and I talked to him for a while and I, he just introduced me to his amazing wife. We talked for a while and, we, I, you know, we, we were talking football for like maybe 10 minutes and then an hour and a half. <laughs> mostly we, we talked music and it was one of those things where he'd stop and take a break. What are you drinking? Come back. I'd have another beer in my hand. Uh, his wife would get my attention. I had another beer in my hand. Like the beers just kept coming and the music just, we just kept talking music. It was spectacular. Awesome. Yeah. I'm jealous. I also like him because he's from Newcastle. So that's yep. <laughs> So I'm super stoked for our, our Flamingo friends and yeah, my, my brother-in-law's, super excited and it's kind of cool to see it first circle a full circle rather where he got to come here and watch him coach and now he's their coach right and then and then you guys heard about the whole like him wearing yellow right i'm not sure i did go ahead he, so he's like he said he said uh that he was going to be wearing yellow in the sideline because yellow uh, is the color of the eye of flamingo and he will always be watching. oh i did see that yeah yeah, yeah. that's right nice very good very good very uh very lord of the ringish yep. yes yeah so awesome um well let, let's get into our mls playoffs we'll start with we'll just do a little quick a recap and then we'll spend more time obviously on on minnesota but uh earlier in the week before uh columbus played i guess this would have been about last saturday basically um we learned that uh those numbers of of covid cases in the columbus crew kept going up i think when we talked I mean, it started with four. Then you guys were talking about six. And by the time they actually started to play, it was up to seven confirmed cases. And so first off, we had 
on the Eastern side, we had Orlando versus New England. And uh, Rodrigo, I guess I'll throw it to you. This is your your fighting Bruce Arenas. They kind of hit the gas. It never let off. Orlando also just didn't look great. And uh, Galleseles also is probably what you want to say. Go for it. That game was just straight up garbage. <laughs> like, like, like you like Nani, but Nani was complaining so much. And it was great. It was a physical game, but like, like one of like having a healthy, um, Carl's Jill and then uh, well, Carlos yeah. Hill, and 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 finally finding a good use of Tejan Buchanan is like, and then having that kid, Gustavo that kid is fast. Holy crap! I know, right? Fast. Well, he was a forward, like he's like a winger yeah. type forward that that now plays right back, right? But yeah. he's so he's good one v one. Right, and so that makes sense. But having Bo also be able to be on point at the same time, you know, Bo's goal was Tajin's goal. To be honest, right? I mean, he beat everybody, and then he just crossed it, and then Bo just literally just tapped it in. But it was it was nice. Like I was I was gonna wonder after uh, we heard the news of of Maradona passing, like mm-hmm. how many? Because this this league is, has a lot of Argentinian players in it. Sure do. How was that going to play specifically in the playoffs? Like if, if each and I think Columbus did something. Yep. Uh, I know uh, Gustavo Bo uh, was able to. I don't know if Rodrigo Chago, uh was able to do something, but I th- I think he. They might Bo's have... was Bo's was really nice. He he took out the flag, laid it down, and gave it a kiss. Yeah. No. It was it was really nice, and and I think from not from that day on, I mean, this team was just you know. The fighting Bruce Arenas, but just that's it. That they like Bruce Arena, like it has good records in the MLS. What right? he had the DC Uniteds, he had the Galaxies, right? World for Championship, and I think there's one more team I'm forgetting. Um, but um, but he's, he has he has a good record of being a good coach. Now, when you talk national team, that's a whole different conversation, because anyone that anyone remembers is is the back debacle of Trinidad and Tobago. So. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and he being in charge of that. So, but he he has he, he motivates his players, and he um, of course talked down the aspect of the underdog thing. It does not exist. He believes that it does not motivate players, so he doesn't <laughs> talk about it. So, so can we? Go ahead. No, I mean, like it was it was like it was a game that was dominated, particularly for New England. Like yeah. Orlando had chances, but. Um, Jeez, Orlando's or, Orlando, like when they get angry, it's like dumpster fire. Like, yeah. And this How is about like, that. I was gonna bring up the third. Bo- to, or, go ahead. It was easy to forget that anyone else was playing that game other than right because he's just complaining about every single thing that happened. Yeah, he was. He was Nani. <laughs> he turned on full yes. Nani. Yeah. Not he, to mention the PK that he completely oh shanked. Yeah, oh my gosh. Is that a? Oh my gosh! I see. I, I see. Wicked. That. No, but I think it's overall. I think this is like New England has a is a is a with with Carlos with the returning DP. Like all you have to do is just get him the ball and then go on the right side. And who can beat Tajin Buchanan right now is the is, is the question, right? Who can beat him one on one running is the question because that's what pretty much what they've been doing is attacking from that right side and. And and that's the thing. I mean, like, 
you know, there was lots of yelling, a lot of physicality. It really felt like a like a Brazil Argentina match at one point where like they were just going at each other and trying to grab the ref's attention and try to pull the ref and touch the ref. I think a couple of people got carded because they were uh, touching the ref. But that Pereira studs up slide in the 60th. Oh yeah, got to talk about that. There, there are a lot of upset Orlando fans that that was a red card, and uh, I mean it was a pretty clear red from what I saw. That was a red. <laughs> that had to be a red. Like you don't even hit. Like oh, uh, this is like, wow. I was like, I don't. Yeah, it was one of those things. And eventually, right? You know, Nani misses the PK at the seventy third, right? And he hadn't had a great game, so that's better. And then on the eighty six, right? Um, Oh, that goal was amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's just like with all the confidence, Meg's the keeper. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Come on. And there you have it, right? The better team wins. And that's what I love about the playoffs. And like I've been having conversations because there's rumors everywhere, specifically now in like Liga MX, uh, now that the uh, president of the Liga MX has been ousted and then that they're going to work on the Super Liga aspect of it, right? Like having an MLS and a, and a Liga MX team, which... I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I love MLS playoffs because, like, you get the best teams playing against the best teams, and it's all crazy shit. Yeah, that's for real. <laughs> Let me ask you about this. How about the very beginning, Rodrigo with Gaese in the stands with his mate? Just as I don't know, there's just a great moment. So I'm just like, it's, it's a mood. <laughs> he looks all he was just sitting, like... <laughs> He puts his mate down. He has like the scrawniest arm for a keeper I've ever seen in my life. He's so skinny, like, and like he wears like the, you know, like he wears like the tightest shirts too, like like two sizes too small, like, like I get it if you had biceps and you want to do that, but this man is just straight up like, <laughs> his arms are like rulers, right? They just nothing ch- to show off. There's so nothing to doing? show off. <laughs> Regardless, uh, I'm sure he was frustrated too, but it is what it is. Oh, yeah. Like the question yeah. is, is, is what happens next year, right? Right. Well, big win for for New England, so they they're move they move on in oh, that yeah. first section there. So then we get to uh, uh, Columbus and Nashville. I didn't get a chance to watch this, so I'll, I'll pass it on to either of you two, whoever wants to take it. I, I know that things happen in extra time, but before extra time, was there was there anything big? I, I caught the um, Dax header that I think it hit the post, right? Yeah, I think it was it was, it was a very close game. Like we knew what what um what Nashville was going to do. Like they were exactly they were trying we're going, we were going to play defense and try to counter. I think the problem was is is they weren't when they were countering they weren't able to create anything because of the pressure that was that was being put on them quickly by the by the midfielders. And so uh they had opportunities they couldn't put them away. Um Columbus had opportunities as well too but you know Nashville defends like crazy. Like it was like, you know, throw your throw your body into a line of fire type of thing. And that's how they were surviving. And I feel bad for Walker Zimmerman because in the extra time, he decided to push up and mark someone that he shouldn't have done that. And by doing that, you create created that pocket of space for to get that ball for uh for Sardis to go in and, and create damage. And I think that's and I think after that, like we know how it is. If, once once you're down down a goal, you start opening yourself up and you stop 
taking more chances and that just creates a quick counter and that's exactly two goals in four minutes yeah that's exactly what it was and i feel i feel bad for like zimmerman and all, and all of them because they all played hard uh but it was just one of those uh things that we knew that the better team eventually would do that right and so yeah that's the thing and all the more impressive that i mentioned the the seven covid cases that that they were able to just with their depth kind of keep it together and 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 pull this thing off so right i mean on the crew yeah if if nashville had an opportunity this was the game to do it right i mean Mm -hmm. you don't have everybody so yeah so there's your eastern uh eastern conference final will be columbus versus new england that's tomorrow on a regular abc good stuff uh bridget anything else on the on the east there no i think we have it all Oh, breaking right. news, breaking news. Uh-oh. It's not really breaking news, but, um, you know, Orlando re- released uh, or won't sign um, Dom Dwyer. So, yeah, we heard that. <laughs> <laughs> so let yeah. all the rumors fly. Oh, boy. Well, in, in between, uh, before we got to the Western Conference here, we got news, speaking of the rabbit ears and regular TV, that uh, we were going to play a match on Wednesday, as we expected. And it got moved to Thursday on regular Big Boy Rabbit Ears Fox, which is, of course, my soapbox. I was thrilled. I was very happy. The, the negative side being I, I have a pretty busy slate of, uh, of music students on Thursday. So while I was happy, I'm like, I got to do some adjusting to actually open up some space here so I can watch it, which I was able to do. Um, but yeah, so that was cool. It was, And I mean, we have to be real that this, this happened mostly because... Uh, speaking of COVID, the NFL is basically a COVID cesspool right now. And I think whatever two teams were supposed to have been playing, everybody's infected. So NFL just pulled out and there was that open slot. So, you know, good of MLS to recognize that and whew, take the dive and jump in and and uh, make it happen. And what a game um, it was. So. Yes, indeed. Uh, before we get there, uh, Montreal, we learned they're going to be changing their name to uh, – where they're losing the impact and gonna just gonna be Montreal FC. I don't know. I'm kind of bummed. I, I I appreciated the the kind of the old school keeping the impact. Do, do either of you care? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know so many of the impact fans are really bummed out, disappointed. That's uh, it set them apart from the rest of the league. Really, mm-hmm. uh, one of the few to kind of keep one of those original names from the beginning. Right. So. Yeah, it's it's just going to be another FC. Uh, homogenization. As, as long as they keep on melting down, that's all that really matters. <laughs> oh, that'll never change. Yeah. The, the just change it to the, should have just changed his name to Melt Real FC. Hey, not bad. Not bad. All right. On to the... Uh, to the Western Conference semifinals. Uh, again, I'll pass this off to you. Uh, I saw highlights, but for either of you two, uh, Seattle and Dallas ended up being 1-0 Seattle. Um, 49th, we get the one goal from O'Neill off a of Lodero corner. Uh, any other highlights that you all would like to mention from this one? I, I like, I love Lucci, you know, and he was dressed with the P code and like, I got the I got the I got I got the the wonderful people at the call up the MLS call up show to be like okay rate 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 uh, rate rate his attire and they were like I'm so glad peak that's Lucci. A thing. yeah peak Lucci right that's what they said and it was right 
and so it was one of the and, and i think someone else asked him to right after that asked him if they could do uh Schrammer, and they were like yeah he's you know he's he's got the whole thing going you know and the jacket and then the, the other jacket and regardless right like i didn't understand why you don't start barrios barrios has killed minnesota so many freaking times but you don't start them specifically when you're trying to um keep that backline of seattle honest like only Barrios, the only reason you see Barrios is because of his hair. He's so diminutive that he's <laughs> going to hide and disappear anywhere. Like, and that's what he was like. And for a long time, I understood that, you know, um, it was a very physical first half. Like Dal- uh, Dallas was just hacking away and trying not to create any space. And one of the things that was the biggest thing was Seattle was their top three. You know, we have our, our, our four, their three, which is Lodero, uh, um, Morris and Rui Diaz, they were being too generous with the ball. They kept on passing it off to somebody else, passing it off, it just give extra passes. And like, I think at one point, Nubi and I were watching the game, and Nubi was like, shoot the damn ball. I was like, yes, shoot the ball. Like, do you have the opportunity? Shoot the ball. Like, and I think the only opportunity in the first half was, um, was, was Lodero were able to get, or oh, somebody was able to crossed the ball literally off the line and Rui Diaz was at the six and he touched it and it barely curled over the over the bar and, and it was one of the situations where they knew that they weren't going to have a lot of opportunities but they needed to put their way and a lot of the opportunities that Seattle had was um, we're not taking it that people weren't shooting and in the end you know the better team won the one that had more opportunities but it was it was a it was a tight game. I would have loved to seen, um, you know, Barrio start and then at the seventieth instead of like the eighty fifth, bring 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 Pepe, because then you have two people who can stretch the back line. Just tell Pepe, just go, like like a frisbee, right? Just toss it, just just go, just go. Test that back line, make make sure they're and 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 then see how that worked out. But I mean, good for Lucci. Lots of young players. The young players that started this game did well, um, and I, I think it just it just bodes to like you build up, you build your academy, you build your players up. You are you are set to be, you know, top top six, top ten team every year if you keep on doing that, right? So, yeah, right on. Yeah, I think uh, I don't have much to add to that except that. Uh, like you said, he he always has that. Well, he has that tradition with the youth, and I think that will come to play, and and probably expect them back in the playoffs next year. I, I did have David Gast text me mm. after the Seattle game saying, "What happened to your boy?" <laughs> right, and then I said to him, "I was like, if you look at this game, we'll have to invite him on the show. That'd be fun to have him on sometime." <laughs> I, I told I told him I was like, regardless of what this game was going to happen, I was going to win. Either Lucci won or Rui Diaz won. Rui Diaz, of but Rui wins regardless, and he enjoyed my response to that. So yeah. So so but well, speaking, no, it was it's please. one of those things that you know that you know like I, I love I love what Dallas is doing, but I think Seattle with their their three attackers, it's it's going to be really interesting for us at least. I was gonna use your win as the transition because let's go to the main course. Uh, so on Thursday night, big boy fox. National audience, Minnesota sports teams do not have the greatest track record when their big game is on TV, on regular TV. And my goodness, 
did they, I can only speak for myself, but I think I'm speaking for you all as well. They blew me away, mm-hmm. <laughs> blew us all away. Three nil against SKC. That's your final. Um, let's, let's back it up. Let's reel it in and spend some time here. Uh, in the warmups, as Rodrigo alluded to with all the Argentines in the league, uh, we thought something might happen with uh, Bebelo. And yes, he's wearing a Maradona warmup. And then there, there's this great shot of him uh, right before kickoff where he takes it off to get put his regular uh, uniform on. And uh, he, he kind of just holds it out to kind of show everybody. And Talleres, uh, somebody from Talleres at least, did this cool thing where they took the photo of that and they kind of use the effect where, where they do make, make it almost look like a drawing, like the, the take on me video, basically, like that kind of style. And that thing looked awesome. It was, a, it was just a super dope representation to see it look like, like somebody did it with pencil. So I kind of blasted that around. But uh, yeah, cool. So he had yeah, his no. little tribute. I think coming into this game, I think a lot of us, we talked about it here is like, um, and, and, and all of us have, is like, once we figure out that we don't really need a forward, a true forward, um, and we and, and our and our and our attacking four can can create chaos, it's like that's your tactic until someone can prove it to stop it. That's what you let's talk have about. To try the, to do. Let's talk about the lineup because there were some surprises. Like you said, so Lud's doing our. I, I put Lud false loader. You like that? Just <laughs> <laughs> gonna call it the false loader. But then Metanera was back, which is what we expected. Ozzy Alonzo with the start. That Boom. was a bold call. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give Heath the credit on that one. Like, yeah, and it makes makes sense, right? I mean, he hasn't played a lot, and if you are going to um, put him in a situation where he can be successful, it's probably this game specifically where you don't have an Alan Pulido to mm-hmm. to to check all the time. So, yeah, no kidding. I I was about. 10, 15 minutes late with, with one of my students. So uh, I was that was the biggest surprise when I turned on the TV. I'm like, whoa, he's in, he started. So let me so let me throw to you two for maybe those first 10 to 15. Um, from what I understand, it was it was kind of same old, same old traditional Minnesota United having to wake up and do some defending and kind of get back into the flow. But please, to either Bridget or Rodrigo. Yeah, it was definitely... Uh... <laughs> You know, you kind of get yourself psyched up, like, hey, there's a chance. And then you start watching it, and the first 10 minutes was like, well, there we go. (laughs) That's the kind of thing we expect every single time, national TV, whether it's Minnesota sports or United in particular. But, um, yeah, it was just a mess. And all the things that they've been able to clean up, you know, the last couple months, whether that's midfield or defense, just being able to press the ball forward or clear the ball. Uh, those things all seem to fall apart at the same time, and they just could not uh, string anything together if their lives depended on it. Um, and when we first start to see that start to come together, it was all, you know, right when the midfield actually started, like, communicating and paying attention to space, and it's, it turned around so quickly. It was kind of insane. That's basically when I got into it. I think it was maybe two minutes after I sat down. Um, it was the DSC show. I mean, we got to talk about those two minutes of of just 
superhuman saves. I I got I, I fell off the couch <laughs> after the second one because <laughs> I mean thirteenth minute. It's it's basically a one v one with him and Johnny Russell just barreling at him, and he beats him and saves it. Yeah. And I was like, whoo, okay. And then I'm barely collecting myself, and a minute later. We have this absolute, speaking of chaos, right in front of goal. Um, I, I, I don't know if one of you wants to take how it all kind of started and panned out, but I mean, I don't even know how, what to say, except that it, the ball essentially looks like it's going in and right on the line, he's able to get a hand on it and block that thing from going in the goal. And I, that's where I fell off the couch for sure. I mean, how, how, did, how did it start, Rodrigo? I think it was... It- don't recall if it was a set piece or it was a cross, but regardless, the ball was crossed into the box. Metanier missed it. Mm. And the other SKC players right there to be able to head it down, which is exactly what you want to do in that situation. You want to head the ball down because then on the bounce, you don't know which way it's going to go in. And as, and as the ball is coming down, Dane is just is is there already trying to get it. Puts the hand right, literally on the line, and pushes. It's so it out. close. It is. I didn't realize an amazing save yeah. to just see that. And um, I think one of the things that 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 was great for those 10, 15 minutes is that even though we were getting bombardment by Jerso and Johnny Russell on the wings like crazy, like we were able to survive and sometimes playing defense in the aspect of being lucky <laughs> comes to it. Right. And I think oh, yeah. the Boxel saved header is extremely that. And, and Boxel said to himself, he's like, you know, I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. That's it. Right. Cause Johnny Russell had, had was chip, had chip Dane. And it was just politely waiting for the ball to come in so he can go celebrate. And I don't know where Boxel comes in. And just heads that ball out of there. And I think it was a lot of heads up defense. Great. It wasn't the prettiest, but sometimes it doesn't have to. We knew that the first 10, 15 minutes were going to dictate the, the tempo of this game. Johnny Russell is always energy, though this game towards the end, he started slowing down. But mm-hmm. SKC had easily the first 15 minutes, three or four opportunities that easily could be, we could be down three nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing was, this. It was the typical. It, it was that typical, like if we go down, <laughs> give up a goal in that second minute, mm-hmm. like it's going to be one of those games where you're like just playing catch up the entire game, and instead it was you know he, had, what was it three or four blocked shots in the first 10, 12 minutes, which basically did the same thing to Kansas City that happens to us when we go down one. Like mm-hmm. it just sucked the energy right out of them. And again, it, <clears throat> it really was luck. Like if the the ball that was on the line, if Dane had been any closer to that post, it would have bounced in instead of yes. out. That's what I, that's all I was going to say is the, the replays don't really do it <clears throat> justice. I had to actually see the yeah. still of just how close, I mean, we're talking like maybe a centimeter and the ball's over the line. <laughs> So pretty incredible stuff. Right. Um, you know, ahead. he just needs to have like his candle. Someone needs to freaking make a Dane Sinclair candle. Like he just makes amazing godly saves. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That that like I can't I can't see that one. I mean, he's great 1v1. And he did, demonstrated that with uh with Russell. And he's done that before. Yeah. We've seen him do that before many of last time. week. Last week. And so like yeah, every, it's every game. 
it's one of those things where he he's successful at that. Sure, he needs, sure he needs uh you know more experience and 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 better aspect of calling for the ball or going out for the ball and punching the ball, but he is he is their starting keeper next year. I don't I, I think Miller is Miller either stays to fight for it or Miller gets traded somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I just don't see how that's really going to to work to that ex- that advantage. Specifically, when we picked up the, um, we have like what four keepers on roster? <laughs> There's three, I think. And no, four if you include Emmings. Oh yeah, kind of, the, the kid, Sandejas of course. Is in there. Sandejas right. was on the bench for this one, um, but I mean, talk about like on the job training. Like this isn't a keeper who had to come in to like help close out the season and like you know just get you through the end of the year he's like come in he's firmly cemented his place in the lineup and he's from like maryland soccer was tweeting out uh yeah terps, terps, pictures yeah. and mm-hmm. and espn like the commentators were even talking about this like two years ago he and chase are like defending a national title at, in college Mm-hmm. And now they're they're playing for a spot in the Western Conference final. Amazing. And you wouldn't know that it was just two years ago that they were at U Maryland. Right. Um, and both, so to both have are... like, yeah, to have that experience in like your second year as a player. <laughs> so awesome. You've been like bounced around between you know USL one teams like Madison and uh, Dallas or Austin, whichever one that was. Um, He's he's got that experience now, and he's the nerves like aren't really going to be there moving forward. No, I, I think we this 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 team doesn't get enough enough uh, chances to be able to develop youth. And ever since we drafted him, I was extremely excited to be able to see what he was able to do. And I'm just thankful that. I don't like, uh, you know, even though it was through injury that we were able to kind of somewhat develop him and give him the experiences that he needs. Because now you have two players. Well, he's probably going to get a call up to the Canadian national team if imagine. he hasn't already, yeah, right? And Chase, and, and, and Chase, if you look at the U.S. men, there aren't very many left backs. So he's in that pool to get called up again. So that's that's one other thing. So it's, it's really interesting. Indeed, indeed. Well, from defensive amazingness and and luck let's flip to the offensive side because we were we were in a in for a treat we, we got the the big show basically uh so 26th minute first goal bebelo to lude lude passes it back we think to molino who hops it and dummies it it's just what a spectacular cheeky little thing so Reynoso picks it up molino continues his run bebelo hits him on in stride he takes one, he takes two, goal. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> you love it. That's, I mean, the picture of everything going right and like seeing those spaces, the short passes, the clean runs, things that we know that they've had the ability to do all this time and just never could pull it together. And they did it not just once but multiple times this time so they, they kind of tore up the uh skc center backs on that one too they were gone yep. <laughs> but, but here's I mean, the thing though was... no go ahead Bridget, yeah, go finish 
No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, like, everyone was targeting Reynoso and mm-hmm. completely forgetting that there's, you know, three other forwards on this line with the right. false nine. <laughs> I mean, they were barely targeting Lewitt. They were all going yep. after Reynoso. So they all had that time and space to, to get in there and just, you know, all it takes is one guy sliding behind the three defenders. And it, it threw them off completely. Yeah. And what I was gonna say is like is like, even though SKC was the number one in the West, um, like when 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 we were going to the game, I was confident the aspect that if we had our four horsemen doing what they know how to do, we were going to we were going to. Did you like my tweet with the with the Ric Flair and the wrestlers? The yes, I did. I did like that. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy that one. I did. I did. I did. Sorry. Like it, it. 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 The reason is is that. SKC invested their money on a forward. They have not replaced Aikopara. They haven't really re- replaced that backline so much. And that backline wasn't really tested that much. Who do they play? And this is something that they talked about at extra time. And I agree. It's like that. They didn't really, they played Houston, right? They, they played, I don't know how many times they didn't play the Seattle's of the world. They didn't play the LFC's of the world. They played us. Yes, sure. They beat us, but that was, mm-hmm. That was prior to Reynoso mm-hmm. getting a start, right? The last time they they beat us, right? And so, like, and we if we've we've seen the progression of Emmanuel Reynoso and the aspect of being beginning getting comfortable being our ten, and understanding that he doesn't always have to come back, right? That in this case you have Ozzy who's willing to come back and distribute the ball, so then now he just finds pockets. Same with same with uh, Gregorish. Gregorish is willing. To, we have two good passers in them that will able to find the pass, right? Mm-hmm. And with that, he just it makes his job a lot easier. Just to be like, I'm yep. just gonna find a pocket, draw people out, and everybody else makes runs. And the beauty about that play was exactly that, right? It was we overloaded the left side, right? And then we got the ball back, and then the center backs. And I think Matt Matt Doyle like has a whole tweet about this. I was like. There's no commitment from your center backs. No one steps up to to Reynoso, and when they decide to do that, it's too late. Oh yeah, the loads wide open. Yeah. <laughs> Molino gets the ball back. A beautiful. Yeah. I mean, like one of the it best things gorgeous. about Reynoso is just his accuracy of how to put the ball specifically in a path of a player on the foot that they needed to. All right, it, sir. That is a perfect segue to goal number two. <laughs> because spe- speaking of of football, Archie. I mean, I'm thinking the thousands of goals probably at this point that I've seen in my life. And, and even by this particular team, I mean, I think we always talk about the Ramirez bicycle kick in the NASL days as, as like the goal. I'm going to throw it out for you two. Is this the goal? This may be the goal. It, it is. It's out of this it's world. Um, let's, let's talk about the, how it happened. And I'll let you two kind of simmer on that. If, if it, if it takes number one or number two in the, in the pantheon of, best goal that in the history of Minnesota United and, and all of its iterations. Um, so the, the interesting thing about this thing too is, is the setup. And I didn't catch it as the first time or even a couple of the replays, but maybe by like the fourth or fifth, because let's be honest, we've all watched this one at least 10 times at this point. <laughs> is um, when, when Bevelo gets it up there, it, he passes to, he, he passes to Metanair. Metanair kind of splits. Uh-huh. And Metanair has the wherewithal to be like, to see him kind of 
a little more central over his shoulder and he passes it back to him, which then is able to set up his little, his little chip pass, whatever you want to call it. But kind of a, a, a ballsy heads up play of Metonair to, to have that uh, awareness too. I, I missed that like the first few well, times. I mean, like talk about the, the overloading the left side, especially, but you have like, I mean, their center backs can like hardly get out of the six yard box. And then when, when Minnesota was able to turn the ball around, you saw Gasper way up there in the 18. You see mm-hmm. Metonair way up there. And that allows Reynoso and Molino to kind of play around, you know, just outside the 18, try to find that path into goal. So when you have all those guys up there providing those options to kind of work those little spaces, those short little passes, everyone's kind of watching it unfold and they're able to get that in there. And Kansas City was not happy with that goal because it appeared that Molina was offside. But which he was not. After watching it, he was not. Yeah. And it it took, you know, watching it a few times because their defenders are bouncing back and forth trying to catch him offside. But he's watching two of them. You can see him like angle his body. So he's watching both of these guys and just kind of jukes them and gets onside the split second that it comes off of Reynoso's foot. Yeah. And it was probably by like the 12th time that I watched it. I was like, that is obviously not offside. Like he is he is well onside, but he timed it so perfectly. Oh, and to kidding me over the shoulder. Yeah. To have that chemistry where he times it just right. When Reynoso times it just right with his touch. Yeah. I mean, many little things had to come together there. Getting chills. Yeah. It's no, I think what we've saw at the the last game, like Molino and, and Reynoso, Specifically in the attacking third, they love taking advantage of those channels that the defense creates. And I think everyone in our team, everyone in the United, are, are comfortable understanding if we get Reynoso the ball, he can create, regardless of what situation he is in. And regardless if he's got two people on him, he understands that someone's going to be open and he's going to try to get the ball. If he loses the ball, he's going to come back and try to get it back. Like he is. His defensive work is, is really interesting, specifically for a 10, right? Um, uh, similar to Nicolas Lodeiro in a sense, like he loses the ball, he's going he's gonna to fight for it. He's, he's got that, that garra, right? That, uh, that, 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 that feistiness that, you know. But in this situation, it was perfectly played, like you say, by Metanier, understanding that there's the open space. And if he gets the ball, it's that he's going to be able to do something. But to able to chip it, Chip on the turn. He basically turn. turns his body. <laughs> and then like, and then <laughs> put the effect on the ball so it's rotating towards that uh-huh. end of the post. And, I mean, like, as Bridges said, you know, um, Molino was totally onside because mm-hmm. what happens is, like, if, you're, if, if your defensive line is not communicating with each other, then you don't know when everyone has to go up or down. And so, like, it was kind of like, a, like a, an inverted V in a sense where the far yeah. – the far left defender in this sense, who was probably guarding either Chase or Finley, I forget, either one of those two, stayed on, gave, gave, gave Molino that opportunity to be onside. Yep. And Molino literally is just like those uh, drills that you do at, at, at school where you touch the line and you run back out. It was really <laughs> one of those things where you just make sure he touched the line when the ball is released and he just went for it and, and, and was able to get a foot on it enough to be able to. I'm not even sure if it was a foot. It might've been a toenail. <laughs> it was just barely. 
Regardless of what it is, it's it's one of those things where, like, yes, it's an amazing goal. Where it ranks Minnesota United history, that's that that's that's a good conversation to have eventually. But I think it ranks up there for definitely. I think one of the one of one of the best goals. Yeah, it's one of those goals that you have to kind of give it a couple of years and see where it like still resonates in your mind. Like we we can all like perfectly visualize the Ramirez bicycle kick like this. I mean, this was one of those goals that, like, you're trying to screw around on the playground and see if you can, like, do something crazy, right. and you go for it, and nearly every time it just goes flying off in the wrong direction right. or something. It's, it's the, it's the <laughs> magic, it's the, it's the yeah. beautyness the, of soccer the aspect. Spin of on it too had to be just right to, like, That's right. to hit the post. Actually, when I first watched it, I thought it had hit the post and curved in, but it actually was like just inside the post like that first little thread of the net um but there were so many ways that that could have just not come off his his leg wherever it hit correctly uh and he got that spin just i mean for for me like the my the the three most memorable goals i've had is the bicycle kick the ibsen back heel (laughs) not making the goal at tcf stadium and then having that meme (laughs) expression on his face right and then you know this one right i think this is one of my one of my favorite all-time goals and then any 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 left footed goal from the right side that lewd scores there's this is so pretty to watch every time he hits the ball yeah. so it's it's a solid contender this one right yeah. here i mean i'm i'm oh, yeah. i'm even to the point where i'm thinking it's the best we'll have to we'll have to see how it holds up but it's football archie i mean this is this is the stuff you see yeah. in Brasileirão. this is what you see in libertadores this is what you see in champions league um i think uh, alexis from the cooligan said if, the, if this had happened in epl the entire world would be talking about it and you know uh, you know but because it's in mls it's it's like stuck <laughs> it was it was interesting to see the responses to it because you have like the fans in the stadium, which is a whole other conversation, but the fans in the stadium are booing because they're sure that he's offside and they're pissed mm. off because how could they possibly be down 2-0 to Minnesota, mm-hmm. a team which has scored a single goal in their history as an MLS club in sporting in Kansas City. Um, but then, I mean, the ball goes in and Melia kind of looks at it and looks at Molino like, Shit. Oh yeah, he he didn't even and think it was a possibility. Water bottle and he walks yeah. away. He's like, okay, like, respect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone's calling for a foul or something, and he's just standing there, like, all right, let's go again. Let's. Yeah. Yep. He's like the ball. I'll kick it he's out. Like, well, I guess it's not going to PKs. That's what Team Money was thinking. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. PKs, so, well. can't, can't do my thing. <laughs> yeah, can't do my thing. <laughs> what a phenomenal goal! Um, yeah, and I, and I think my God. one of the one of the things about this game was and we've seen it versus the Dallas and we saw it versus Colorado right when our attackers are uh, are able to intertwine places and as much as we love to see as long as the lineup tells us which players play and where in this formation they'll have the liberty to go wherever the hell they want to go yep. and, oh, yeah. and 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 it was and it was obvious there's times where I saw Finley playing the false nine Right. There was, there was times that I, the only one that was consistent was Reynoso trying to find those pockets, but everyone else had just, just create chaos. And I think that's, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. And like you've said that this will work until somebody figures out like how to handle that front four, but they have so many chances to like mix it up a little bit and change how it looks without even changing the guys on the field because right. those four can just rotate or the three can rotate around Reynoso. 
and make it a whole different game. But you still have those four guys and the same mentality, the same approach, um, just with, you know, different guys kind of scattered throughout. So And meanwhile, the defense is just so losing much. their minds. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's, like, it's about yeah, which one do I need to watch? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about <laughs> trying to figure out, OK, I'm marking here and quickly looking over your shoulder to see where the other person is. And in that split second. They Can split you imagine you. playing San Jose with these four and their main oh my gosh. system. It would be uh, digits, double digits. <laughs> well, well, how do you think? How do you think Seattle got to seven, seven, yeah. eight goals? It's exactly the same way they did it. Like they were able to press the midfield, and then Morris would go wherever he wanted to. So he would cut inside, and then someone has to follow him, and then he opens up a space. That's exactly yeah. how this this game is going to be. But like I think, understanding that, and then the level of comfort in uh, not only Reynoso but everybody else understanding what works right and yeah. having Gregush and having alonso just totally like is a is a safety blanket for what i also say i don't really have to go all the way back over there i can i can figure out what it is to do it and if he has to he'll come back and i think that that's great mm-hmm. uh, but i but i think to me the most important thing was 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 the aspect of of being able to be disciplined enough to not give in to that 50 minute rush of attack, right? Like they understood that they have, we have to survive this. And after that, when we get our counter, they were confident on their counter. And you guys remember when like Chacon came in in, in that one, is it a, one game that we were losing in Portland and like, it was Edwards, Chacon, mm-hmm. Hayes, and it was just like, pass, 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 triangle, pass, pass. It was exactly what was happening on the field on a counter. Lude would touch the ball to one place. And I was like, why is he passing the ball to? And all of a sudden, somebody's there, right? And then Reynoso would do the same thing. Molina would do the same thing. Finley would do the same thing. It's like, it's like, it was like watching, you know, that uh, that street magic where you have to find where the ball is? Mm-hmm. And just, just rotated it, just rotated it with the <laughs> yeah. cups. That's what it felt like. I was like, what, what's going on? Like, and I, and I and think thank that's. Thank God for the. Thank God for the COVID camera work where all the camera angles are further back from the field and they're not all like right on the pitch because you right. can actually see all those things come together. Yeah, that's like, a great if, point. If this was one of those games 10 years ago where you only see like the person who has the ball and the two defenders are in the frame with them. But, you know, it's you'd have like six or seven guys actively working on the ball at one time. Well, we could probably spend an entire hour, I think, just on this one goal, but let's let's keep moving a little bit. Um, so I barely got time. I was still celebrating that that uh, out of this world amazingness. And then there's a corner kick in the 39th minute. Bebelo takes it. And Debasi just goes up and heads that thing and puts it away. 3-0. 3-0. And we haven't even got to halftime. Yeah, that's another one where the center backs didn't know who to defend or where to go. They thought they were kind of boxing everyone out, just kind of keeping them away from goal. Mm-hmm. But oops, that opened up an entire lane for Devasi to just kind of stroll right in, yep. right in front of Melia and go. Okay, right in front. I'll take it from here. <laughs> yeah, I at this point, I couldn't believe. I, I just have a big... It literally says holy shit in my notes and that's pretty much what i was feeling it's like what is happening yep. <laughs> we're not and used that's to what this. all those guys that's what all the loons on the field said too you see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the camera angle from like 
the camera inside the goal in the corner of the net. They showed that one at some point, and all of them kind of watch the ball go in, and their arms are like, "What's happening?" And then finally, they realize, <laughs> like, "Oh God, yes, it, it is in." <laughs> Just amazing. Um, there, and then he, they weren't even done after, like, before halftime. Finley still got he still got a shot off too, and granted, it was blocked, but I mean, they were ready for number four. <laughs> They were yeah, all, I mean, it, it turned into bangers only at that point. Yes. Like, hell, we'll just, we'll, I'll just shoot it from here. Let's see what happens. I was hoping for a Reynoso goal so I could see a dedication to yeah. Maradona. Like, and yeah. he was trying. Yeah. I think he had the most he shots tried. you've had uh, so far since since being here. But I think my thing is just yeah. that um, Reynoso has had what six assists or seven assists. In, the, in two games? No, yeah, six. I, I, I think have to look. Six, I can't six remember. In the two games. Yeah, this mm-hmm. and that's just the... crazy. He had a he had a what is referred to as a gentleman's hat trick, in the aspect yep. of like assists, and assists. that rarely happens. And, like people are like people are like you know talking, on the aspect of like well, we want him to score. I was like, well, he's got like thirteen assists. Yeah, we don't need him to score goals. It's like that's 13 goals. I don't, I mean, that's one pass, one pass removed from scoring it himself. I was like, I prefer the 13 assists than I do, than I do the, the, the oh, yeah, yes. His, like, his numbers are out of this world. I mean, you think about how long has he actually been with the team? Four months, like four, right? Yeah. I think like yeah. 10 games, right? Maybe around and, like and the number of assists like over those four there, months. Yeah. I mean, if you were to blow that over an entire season, you're talking about 20 some, if not 30 some assists, it's just ridiculous. Whew. So and that's the thing too is like, and I'm still not mad, but I still don't comprehend how Molino did not get the the comeback player of the of the of the year. <laughs> that that just makes no sense to me, and I'm gonna be on that for a long time. It makes and, no sense to anyone. Everyone looked at it like, wait a second. So yeah, so like it needs to be like redefined specifically what it is. Like, that's is scary. it comeback? Like having a bad season comeback or? Injury comeback or just like getting, comeback, getting released by your team comeback. Yeah, I mean, like it has to be something like I, I think there has to be some sort of adversity that you have to overcome. Yeah. But Molino's having a lights out postseason, which brings up to the question, right? He's thirty years old. His contract is up. What do you do? You do you sign him back? That is a good question. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, say yes right now. So right, but then how much do you pay him? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's he's. You you yeah, you're at least gonna have to do um, not a million right a million probably a million or two yeah, around that age. He mm-hmm. has a good case to argue for that. Mm-hmm. I'd say Definitely. so. Uh, all right, friends. Three uh, 0 at halftime. I'm still not exactly sure what's happening, but really loving it. Bebelo take the wheel again, like you said. Gentlemen's assist. Molino's Molino brace two braces in a row in two playoff games is just mm-hmm. unbelievable. And then the second half kind of kicks off, and I, I think we all would have predicted that it's going to be a bunker and just hold this thing and frustrate uh, SKC. And if they get another one in off, off of a turnover, spectacular. They didn't, but they didn't need to. And, you know, they just played lights out, and they still had all that confidence. Um, one of the highlights that I, I point out here in, like, the 60-second minute, and they happened so fast. It was, like, within 30 seconds. I, I don't remember – which SKC player shoots, but Debassi heads up block 
And then it comes back to one of their one of the midfielders, I think, who immediately shoots it again. And Ozzy comes in from the angle, like like slide tackling, but it was like a slide block, <laughs> like two blocks in thirty seconds. I was just like, oh, love me some block shots, but two in thirty seconds. Ozzy, Ozzy's been hanging out with Dane, and they yeah, massive come fly out and stop. Just. Awesome. You love to see it. Um, Rodrigo, any, any other second half highlights? I, 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 I got a little concerned when Gasper kind of got knocked a little bit, but he seemed like he was okay. Um, got up, keep, kept it moving. Ozzy got his break finally in the 71st. Dotson comes in. Bebelo got his break eventually. Uh, Harrison comes in. So they're really trying to solidify that, uh, that defensive fortress and, uh, I mean, what can you say? It it, it works. Um, what I put in here. Oh yeah, the the box all back heel. I didn't see that one coming. Oh, <laughs> you remember that? Like ninety. Yeah. It was in stoppage time where they're like they were coming down the the left, and he actually pulled out quite a bit. And it looked like I can't remember who had the ball, but he was starting to cut in and was just getting ready to shoot. <laughs> and box all just kind of gets, but you know, he gets right next to him, shoulder to shoulder. And he's like, oh, he's gonna take him down. No. He just back heels the thing away from him. <laughs> and I think DeBossi was right there to clear it up. I was like, okay, nice. Yeah, that's, there were a few of those where they kind of, they let him come forward. They let him press up and then just do a little toe poke or a little yeah. heel flick. And okay, I'll, I'll take the ball back from you now. Yeah, we'll, it was really like futsal we'll defending. <laughs> <laughs> and and let's, let's just talk about the fact that so far this team, like has had to come through some adversity, right? Like we don't have Icopara, yeah. we didn't have Ozzy for for a while, and to be able to create the things that we were able to create now, like you know that that's that's good on on being able to find talent and be able to put that put that together. So we'll we'll, we'll see how far this takes us. And to me, it really does. Like to me, it was just do one better than last year. And last year we were in fourth place, we hosted a game and we lost. This year we hosted a game again, we got fourth place, we won. And then we won again. And so, like, exceeded my expectations, which on national did. television, Rodrigo. Yeah, right. <laughs> and right. and on primetime news, like, yeah, local news is actually covering the team and filling that story first. And I think every one of those started with the introduction. As they figure things out in this league, we'll be seeing more of this, and we'll be talking more about them. <laughs> so. Steady progress, moving up. So good. Conference final, here we come. Um, so, hop clouds, Rodrigo, this one's for you. We all want to know the answer. Did Rodrigo fall asleep on the couch after that match under the influence of Pisco? No. All right. <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> I, I had one to... Of the um, girls would I, have posted a picture. Oh, I'm sure. Either that or Nubia would have posted a picture, but... <laughs> They were asking um, me if I if if I um if they needed to come get me, and I was like, no, I was I was actually pretty 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 sober for this game, because I have a I had a presentation performance the next morning, so I was like, I can't totally get full on Pisco drunk, but trust me, the temptation was there. Um, let's see here, Bridget, you wanted to talk a little bit about Bebelo and his uh, getting shot in the knee, because I, I think you brought that up. I mean, so commentary was talking about that again and uh everyone kind of picked up on it as like 
a new development, but it's somehow gone under the radar. Like we've talked about this when he first was signed, it was the at his um, medical clearance with the team. Right. They noticed the scars. Uh, so they, as as Stu Holden and Alexi Lalas and all these guys are, you know, talking about uh, the impact that he's made on this team, they oh, and by the way, like this isn't just some kid who's been playing since you know he was super young and was on his way up, but uh, there was a good chance that he wouldn't have had a career and right. came back from that. So um, it's it's just interesting to revisit that backstory. Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. A lot of people were surprised by that whole thing. So, yeah, he let us know. You're right. And it was the medical minute. that was one of the, the introduction press conferences things too. in, in Espanol. He, he mentioned it as well. And I can't remember if it was a robbery or a, a, a drug battle that he was just trying to get out of and get his family was, out of. It sounded like it was a little bit of both. Like both. Uh, okay. he and his dad were like on the street during the middle of something was going down. He was trying to like his dad went into a store or something and he was trying mm -hmm. to protect their motorcycle and make sure that nothing was stolen so it was like a wrong place wrong time but yeah it's, it's pretty incredible to to think that you know that that could have been the end of the entire career right at that moment and here he is doing what he does baby will take the wheel on to the final so let's look at this thing so we've got uh, on the other side, tomorrow, we already mentioned we've got Columbus Crew and uh, New England Revolution. Um, maybe I'll just ask you two any any quick picks on on that end. Are, are, are we still on the uh, Fighting Bruce Arena train, or is is the crew gonna do uh, crew things? Whoever wants it. I mean, fifty-fifty. Mm -hmm. It's harder for me to to predict this one. They've been playing so similarly and consistent that I don't PKs. Know. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends. It depends team. which Columbus team shows up. Well, yeah, there's mm -hmm. that too. I mean, I still don't believe that Nagby should have won goal of the year, but that's that's me. I still think Andy Polo's goal is much better than Nagby's, but whatever. I'm not, yeah, I'm, but, not, but I'm not mad Nagby, about that. So. But um. But I, I think you know. I think it depends on the Columbus team that shows up. Like, if, is it the one that, the one that has uh, Diaz and Salarayan totally functioning at all? And depending on how Nagby is too, in the aspect of how useful he's going to commit himself to to the attack. And yeah, but Gustavo Bo, Carlos Gil, Tejan Buchanan. Yeah, I mean, we've yet to find someone in the playoffs, someone that has an answer for Tejan Buchanan on that right hand side. <laughs> And, well, and you know, Bruce Arena is just—he's loving this. Like this yeah. is where he kind of shines. He loves these tournaments. Um, let's flip to ours then. So, thoughts on Seattle Sounders? I mean, I'm looking at the odds of winning MLS Cup here. Sounders, three to two. I mean, they're obviously they're the favorite to win the whole thing, followed by Columbus, New England, Minnesota. Way down there, we're gonna play the underdogs again. That's that's kind of the tradition. We we love that. Um, I put that we, we're going to have the mate battle between Lodero and, and Bebelo. That that'll be that'll be a fun ride. No, I mean I think it it comes down to is like whose midfield is going to be stronger, in the aspect of it because you got to contain those three, and they have to contain R four, right? And I think if we are able to 
you know, I think it, it should be clear that either we bunker or we press. Either one of those two things for me. And if we bunker, we're quickly, you know, we have the speed now and the speed of play to be able to counter perfectly. You look at you look at Seattle. Seattle's got Morris, Lodeiro, Ruiz Diaz. Uh, is it Joa? Joe? Oh, Brasileiro. What's what's his name? Um, Joel something, right? Joa Felix. I can't remember. <laughs> Joel. Mm-hmm. He he works great as a number six, and he also can distribute the ball. Now, mm-hmm. this, this, our midfield, we need to first, A, no, are we playing with Ozzy or are we not playing with Ozzy? And how are you going to keep the Cuban out of this game? Ozzy's going to play in this game. There's, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's definitely why he was one of the first to come out yeah. this weekend. Was, yeah, he's, there's no way he's not playing. So, whoever Agreed. wins the midfield battle in this he wants that homecoming. Be able to do that. Because we've seen Seattle, and I'm hoping that Heath has watched the Dallas game, to be able to understand how if we press this way and if we contain them this way, you know, the, the you know, a one nothing loss is not something to be ashamed of, right? So I think if we're able to do that and limit them, then it's 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 who a one nothing win would be huge as well. I mean that yeah. would be showing the defensive uh I think I think defensive strength. But but the thing is like we haven't seen Seattle, we've seen Seattle before. Like, it's been a while. It's been a while, but <laughs> a long we know, while. Like, I mean, they, they, I still remember that TCF game where Raul Ruiz Diaz was able to get that assist to tie the game right in front of my face, and I was pissed about it. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but they also have not seen us in the aspect of play. Like, there's one thing about watching film, and the next thing Good is point. watching it live, right? And so, who's which team is going to have the better counter in the aspect of what we, which team does in the field? It's, it's going to be really interesting. It's four versus three, but the horsemen versus their. They're, they're three. It's the trio. The trio. The the three amigos, right? right? Three amigos. There you go. And then we'll Very see nice. how that works out, right? And and whoever are the support role players that are able to step up, will we'll likely will likely do that. And I, you know, this is Gregush's game to shine in the aspect of like if we need one more person to make a difference, it 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 comes to Gregush being able to be on point and and not either passing or playing defensively or just shooting. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. I think it's going to be a fun match. Um, just a couple things and we'll take a little break here, but uh, I, I'm not even sure I want to start to entertain this idea, but I'll throw it out there into the universe. It's already been thrown out. Um, Bebelo, he's got a three-year contract. At what point? And I'm, I don't know. I, I watch La Liga when I can, but I've got to be imagining that there's some La Liga teams that are already salivating and um I don't know. Do we keep him? Can we keep him for three years before? I mean, let's be real. It's it's a mid-table Barcelona right now. <laughs> I, I was going to say more like Villarreal or, or also Sun or something like that, but it could legitimately be Barcelona on the phone. Yeah, I mean, now that, you know, no one's really been able to see him play outside of Argentina prior to this, so uh, I think it's been a a good showcase for him and what he can do in really any system. Uh, Barca would be a pretty good fit for him, but I I would expect them to play hardball for a season or two, and then uh, yeah. or like a season and a half, and Fingers then crossed. probably start entertaining that because that's they've said that that's the goal to become a team that can buy talent, sell high, 
Uh, and if he keeps going like this, the price is just going to keep going up. So, right. 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 Yeah, cool. Who well, who knows? We have only are we, how long we keep Reynoso and how long do we keep Molino? Cause those two mm-hmm. work together as a key to that's, they almost have to be paired up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's find our, our juniors, <laughs> get them trained before anything happens. Let's, let's do that. Um, Bridget, I'll throw this one to you since you, I think you wrapped your, your head around it better than I did. We had some news from the U.S. Women's National Team about a uh, equal pay that we've been covering for a long time, but there was a bit of a settlement. Um, I know it's a positive step, but I'm just going to throw it to you if you want to break it down really quickly, and then we'll take a break. Yeah, so uh, the settlement for, well, the dispute was equal pay and also working conditions um, because of the comparison and the inequity between the women's team and the men's national team. Uh, so the settlement was kind of a, it was a good compromise for all sides. It's, it's a win for the players, definitely. Um, they'll now be getting equal car- charter flights each season, better venue selection, uh, an equal number of support and travel staff. Normally they end up with just a handful of support staff where, I mean, the men's team travels with like three lineups essentially. Um, also, uh, grass, natural grass, is going to be prioritized in venue selections. They're not playing on turf every single game. Um, that's so it huge. It, it's, be, it sounds like such a small thing, but my goodness, that's huge. It's massive. Yeah, it's massive. Um, so this was like an all-around um, battle. The, the equal pay was uh, a part of this, but not like a key portion. There's so many like different parts of this uh, argument in this case. Um, Meg Linehan's right up on the athletic was uh, extremely like a good summary of kind of how each of these things fits in. Um, it still needs to be approved by the Players Association because they do have a collective bargaining agreement that's good for a few more years. Um, if they all approve it, each player does have to approve and sign off it will be good for four years at least, which basically gets us through the next World Cup cycle. Um, of course, US soccer is also saying that they can't just increase the players pay. Uh, part of it, part of the issue was like World Cup uh, bonuses and like international tournament pay, which is a FIFA decision. Uh, so Cindy Parlocon, uh, the new the new president of the federation was arguing that you know we can't just increase your pay uh we don't speak for fifa this is a whole like worldwide um soccer issue but we will like advocate for it with you we will work with you to make this improve um and which is going to be a big thing because parlo Cohn is basically i mean she filled in the role and she still has to be elected to to be the full um, make it her full job as president of the federation. So it's, there's still a long way to go, but it was a positive step for the players in terms of uh, general equity. Excellent. Thank you for that. All right. Well, let's take a little break. We'll hit some internationals and we'll wrap it up. No, this is not Isa Watch or G. 
this is as they call their spawn point. <sighs> We'd really like the Minnesota football show to be done. So now back to the show. Welcome back to Minnesota football show. Rodrigo, Bridget, Eric here. Let's hit some international points. Um, so RIP to Papa Boba Diop. If you all remember uh, 2002 World Cup, he was one of the Senegalese stars from the Senegal team that took down the, the colonizers when they played France. And he was also just one of their more colorful players and uh, really fun to watch, really fast. Uh, I, I remember the, 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 the kits and the uniforms too. Those Senegal uniforms were just awesome. They, they just popped. They were so cool. Um, gone too soon. He was not old. I mean, 45 or six, I want to say. Yeah. So RIP. Um, Rodrigo, may I throw this one to you? Maradona, we have some uh, investigations regarding the, the doctor, possible manslaughter. It's kind of, I don't know, sounding a little, um, what does it remind me of? Ominous. Ominous is the word. But yes, go ahead. No, I, if, if, uh, Patreon subscribers, they, I posted a, a what like a 10, 15 minute rant on, on Maradona that we didn't get a chance to talk to. And, and in it, I talked about some of the things that happened. And this is one of the things, right? I mean, like it reminded you of like when Prince passed away and then when Michael yeah, Jackson. That's what I was away, thinking. Yeah. Right? Those type of like when you can't say no to a star in the aspect of it, um, how that uh, you enabled them. And in this case, right. I mean, they raided this, this this doctor's house. Like they took everything, mm-hmm. right? And then, um, uh, in an interview or in a statement, he said, "All I've ever, all I can be guilty is of loving Diego and prolonging his life more than mm-hmm. he should have." That's what he like was pretty much saying. And you're like, "Yeah," but you know, there's a lot of different like the media has put out a lot of different things on there. Like for example, when he was given the clear. Um, you know, he had the option to either uh, recuperate in the hospital or at home. And um, his doctor said, you know, I want you to do you at the hospital because that way he there's more control and able to um, watch him more. And he wanted to recuperate at home. Well, at home, they had to make a makeshift of the apartment or the townhouse that he was renting to just the first floor because Maradona couldn't even climb up to, to the stairs, flight of stairs to go to his room. So, like, they made a makeshift, like, living room aspect of, you know, like, tent city type of thing uh, in, his, in, in his living room. So, like, you knew he wasn't in the best shape. And not having this, the, the people to be able to monitor him, I mean, that was, that was another thing. I think that's one of those things, too, that probably led into, um, you know, but also, you know, there's been other things that, that, um, that needs to be talked about the aspect that when he died, it was international women's, uh, you know, anti abuse, domestic violence day. Right. And there were players in a third division uh, Spanish league or a player who did not want to, you know, be part of the minute of silence. And because of that, the whole team received death threats. Whoa, really? Yeah. And so like, so the, so, so they received death threats, you know, she personally received death threats. You know, the team also received their players received death threats and all in the aspect of because not willing to, you know, he was not willing to, uh, she was not willing to, I'm sorry. She was not willing to 
honor someone who was documented having violence and domestic abuse charges and all yeah that. which we covered on this program I mean, yeah we were and so like and so like about the dark sides and so that's the thing too is like you know it's like it's like you have to you have to be able to balance it all out like good and bad yeah and so mm-hmm. i think that's the other things too that that we're not hearing about and yeah i mean there's who knows what the updates will be i mean the uh, the carlos tevez uh celebration um, yeah i've got these in here i've got uh, the celebration. That, was, that was great that was great to see because i think tevez and reynoso kind of have like a same kind of like apache type of uh, upbringing mm. and so when you say it like when that you, yeah, when you say when you when you were mentioning about the gunshot, I was like, yeah, that reminds me of like when Carlos Tevez's face got burned. So it's kind of one of those things where, true, where true. That, so. You know, one thing Maradona related that we we forgot to mention last week in our in our wrap was, and and this is somewhat tied to his uh, his tenuous and 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 uh, negative re- relationships with with women and things throughout the world, or the amount of kids and and. Uh, even some illegitimate children. I mean, th- this this whole thing might be a legal mess when it when it starts to you know talk about when we get into uh, state and uh, his his estate rather and and inheritances and all that stuff. I mean, it could get ugly, ugly, ugly. That's you know again, it's right up there with Michael Jackson and Prince yep. situation. I mean, like we we've joked that the three of us could all be his children. We could probably we could probably get on a list somewhere see if we can get a cool million. Right. Well, like fifty cents, but sure. You know. Yeah. So, pretty soon there will be like a sign up going around. It usually takes like a month or two, but that always. You'll you get you get an anonymous email. <laughs> saying, uh, you and your you know sign up to our do you believe that <laughs> have you have... been to cuba why yes i have yeah. <laughs> turns out have you been to argentina i have actually yes <laughs> How <did> you know? <laughs> you're in <laughs> uh so speaking of the celebrations uh, i think the one that probably got the most press was obviously messi last week uh it was a big win for and all against Osasana and he takes off his Barcelona jersey to reveal the new old boys. And at, at first glance, it's like, oh, cool. You know, he played there as well. Maradona, I think he ended his career there, if I'm not mistaken. And turns out it was that was Diego's shirt. He got Diego Maradona's new old boy shirt. That was his actual, that was like a gift to him. Yeah, Maradona was, gifted it to oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, right? I mean, that was uh, the club that Messi started playing with when he was like six, I think. Mm-hmm. Something having, like that. Then having him, you know, do that, that was that was a great tribute. So and he got carded for it. <laughs> Come on. I mean, you know, you know that's gonna happen. Every time you take up your jersey, I know it's just yellow, dumb so. though. In this context, yeah. it's ridiculous. Um I'll jump to the other one too, because you mentioned uh Tevez. I've got it in here somewhere. Libertadores, Boca wins over Internacional, and uh, this is another one. It was uh Tevez's Boca shirt that he gifted to I'm, I'm sorry, Maradona's. Boca shirt that he gifted to Carlos Tevez and it was a really cool tribute and he and he, he got interviewed at, at the end as well and had some really good things to say and knowing that this is his his uh, his last season as well going into retirement that was that was a pretty special pretty cool thing to see um jumping back a little bit oh I just wanted to mention quickly the Arsenal Wolves from last week with um w- Wolves win this thing 2-1 but the story is that the bonk between uh uh David Luiz and, and Jimenez, a Mexican striker, when Jimenez just, he goes, he's out cold. I mean, they hit heads and he hits the ground and does not get up. 
taken out on a stretcher with oxygen. Turns out he had the full, not just a full concussion, but a fractured skull. My goodness. Um, so he's, he's obviously in recuperation and out and it seems like he's, he's alert and he's awake, but, uh, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery and, and, you know, hopefully this isn't a, a career ending injury. Um, but boy, it looked bad. And then the fact that, you know, David Luis, I've, I've, I have my relationship with him, whatever that is. I don't, I don't want to wish horrible things on, on any other human. Um, I'm, I just thought it was, and I don't think this is even his fault. He, he clearly was not there either. And the fact that he kept playing, I mean, he, he they wrapped his head and he was bleeding through his bandage and everything like that. I mean, that's, that's on the team. That's on the refs. It's just like, get the guy out. The concussion and... protocol is completely out the window this season. Thank you. Like after yes. all the improvements the last couple of years, they've right. just, like oh hey you're you're alert and you're still standing so it's taking uh, a step back from like last year like bridget says like but just because covid hit doesn't mean that player safety shouldn't be number one thing like you know club owners should be like that's actually millions of dollars you're playing for someone if they don't play (laughs) you don't win and not saying that david Luiz is uh is the greatest player in the world but like if someone is hurt you need to be able to do that aspect of it right. we talked about it a lot on the show investment. absolutely yeah. protect absolutely. yourself at all times <laughs> um i got champions league up here i don't, don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it um i don't think there were any really big surprises unless you all wanted to highlight a match the one thing i i did i guess i would draw your attention to group b because things are starting to tighten up now before the next stage and Group B, you've got uh, Gladbach, number one at eight, Shakhtar Donetsk, the num- number two at seven, Real Madrid at number three with seven as well, and then Inter at four uh, with five points. And so in theory, I mean, they still have another match to play, and everything could flip. But there's a, there's a strong possibility that Real Madrid and Inter Milan <laughs> wouldn't make it into the knockout stage, which would be bananas. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. As long as someone, you know, takes out uh, Shakira's husband, I'm cool with it. Takes out Shakira's husband. <laughs> Wait, that's, you're, you're talking Barcelona now. Pique? Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, Pique, sorry. I kept thinking Sergio Ramos. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Someone takes out Sergio. That's all I really care about. All right, all right. Yeah, he is the villain. Um, on the other side, I don't know if there, again, if there were any really big surprises. I'm just scrolling fast here. Uh, Man U did lose to PSG. That that's a tight group as well. Group H with Leipzig, PSG, Man United, and then the uh, what's his name, uh, Recep Tyke Erdogan's team, <laughs> the, the 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 genocide team. I guess we could call them. <laughs> um, AFC. I, I always like to throw this one in here just so you know we're paying a little bit of attention to you've got Guangzhou tied with uh, Suan Yokohama Marinos kind of took care of the John Book FC 4 to 1 Shanghai got trounced by Sydney 4-0 and then I put in uh, oh this was kind of cool I, I appreciated this from the uh, Brazilian women's team uh, they they released their new kit and uh, the school the the shield the, the crest no stars I, I kind of wondered if this was ever going to happen because the, the big controversy is, well, they haven't won a World Cup and the, they have the five stars from the men. And I was like, it didn't ever really bother me. It's like, whatever, the shield's the shield. But uh, here it is. It's it's a cool kit. Just back to the regular Sebeyefi shield. And they're going to do their own thing. They're going to build their own legacy, pave their own path. Uh, 
And and then they played Ecuador the next day and beat them 8-0 for the Dibinia brace. <laughs> so well, Dibinia just lights out, I swear. Yep. Like, yeah. So yeah, I thought that was pretty sweet. I, I, I really like it. it. It's pretty sharp. Um, Libertadores, we already talked a little bit about one. Uh, River Plate knocked out. Uh, Atletico Paranaense, uh, two to one aggregate, uh, one nil Santos played really, really bad and actually lost to LDU, uh, LDU Quito, but this one went to peak. Uh, did it go to PKs? I think it did go to PKs and they won, uh, two to two on aggregate. Yeah. Did oh no, no, it was, it was, it was away goals, away goals. My bad. Oh. No, the only thing that really would like, and then we'll, uh, we'll, and, and this will be a lead into our next thing. I want, I want you to talk about is sure. our our Jorge Wilsterman team lost. Yeah, their so they're, they're, they're done. They're out. They're but out. the other team that's also out is Flamingo. Well, uh, before we do that, I was going to mention the Delphine because I know that we were talking that's about right. Their that's shield. right. That's right. I saw the tweet. Yeah, the shield. <laughs> Sorry, Bridget. Our 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 uh, <laughs> Dolphins are gone. They got they got smoked too. Five nil by Palmeiras. Yeah. A Palmeiras team that Goyaz beat <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> um, Nacional's through as well. But yes, Flamingo. So Flamingo are out. They racing club takes them out. And. Yeah. So to, to go back, I suppose um, we, we covered it on this program, obviously, when the Niondurubu, uh, which was like that, the, the youth training center there in Rio, it, it burned down and uh, 10 kids were killed. I think there were another three or four that were really, really badly injured. Um, horrible, horrible tragedy. And Flamingo, obviously, they were they were helping the families they were they were paying a stipend uh i mean it's just, it's just like workers comp basically when when your employees unfortunately die kind of a thing um and so this has been happening for almost a year i guess it'll be a year in february and they were up for a a new a new set of uh of payments a new stipend and they took it to court to fight it which is already bad enough. Like we're done paying these families of these mostly poor children that have perished and helping their families get through it. And they won. <laughs> they fucking won, which means because of course they did. Because of course they did. So so it was a $10 million stipend this next round, and they're not doing it, which is the worst look. I mean, this isn't my team anyway, but it's just like what are you guys doing? I mean, what a PR disaster. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. You know, it it is, but at the same time, like from the craziest things we see Brazilian government do, it's that's it's so me nuts not surprised. You're right. right. It's, it's not right but par, it's but it still sucks. I mean it no, just I mean I heard, it totally does. Like I, I heard I it first and I didn't believe it. I'm just like, really? Come on. And yeah, the more I read, the more I I was angry, but also, yes, to your point. It's extremely disappointing. Right. But then also, um, do you want to talk about uh, Mata Gomez? Absolutely. Uh, first trans woman uh, to play in Argentina's women's league. Uh, groundbreaking. Um, I can't even remember which team now, but uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. And anything else you want to add? That was like the one. No, I that, that was one of the first times I've heard it, so I don't know if you had any more. I'll I'll, I'll do some research, but that, that yeah, that's I, extremely I, great. It's awesome. Yeah, good for her. Good for the good for the league as well. I'm I'm, I'm glad that the, that it's all that it's happening like that. 
Um, to end on some positive notes here, so or just a funny one. We don't cover Europa League too much because why? <laughs> Uh, but Rangers played against Standard Liège from uh, from Belgium, and, and Rangers actually win the game three two. But Kopp, I think out of Sop, I'm not sure how you pronounce the name, but he has actually has a spectacular game. He assists one goal and scores the other. On the goal that he scores, it, it's it's one of those. I don't know if you all got a chance to see it, but it's very much the cartoon where he's trying to he's he's running in, he slots it in uh, on the instep far post and he's trying to hit the brakes he's trying to hit the brakes he just can't hit the brakes and the post is here and he does one of these oh. I'm, I'm i'm showing it on the screen but it's it's the uh it's the family jewels full power right was, into the I post i didn't realize that that's what this team was so I <laughs> yep put these two things together so, um, so he scores and is just in absolute pain for the rest of the match yes. Uh, that's Collins a tweet yeah that's a dedication goal right there like you know you're gonna make a make an impact and you just do it anyways impact <laughs> Big tweet impact. was uh he really drove that ball in yeah. and at first i'm watching the goal like but he was it's not that oh oh, shit. oh yes, yeah yes. which ball which ball all the balls <laughs> it's it's a rough one to watch it really is a rough one to watch um for stuff for today uh bundesliga dortmund and frankfurt tied but the big news there is Gio Reyna had a banger looked awesome so good on him uh epl i caught a little bit let's see here everton and, and uh burnley tied 1-1 man city beat fulham I watched a little bit of West Ham Man United. This score actually is, is inaccurate. I, I got to see Pogba score his, and they put in another one. Did it did it end 2-0, or 2-1, rather? I'm not even sure. Which team is Cavani on? I believe like, so. Is Cavani and Man U? Man U, yes. Okay. Yep. And then Chelsea leads going on right now. I'm not exactly sure where we're at. Yeah, I don't know. 3-1 uh, on Man United. 3-1. Oh, wow. Okay, there you go. So West yeah. Ham won or Man U won? Man won. Uh, Any that's Cavani a big goals? comeback. Uh, no Cavani goals. What was that, Red? Cavani goals? No. Or no? It was no. Pogba, Greenwood, mm. and Marcus Rashford. Yeah, okay. I just, I just like watching Cavani goals. That's, a, you know, every, every once in a while, on my, in my, uh, I fall down the YouTube rabbit hole. And I mean, like, that's what I do. I watch Cavani goals. So, how's, uh, how's Chelsea Leeds going? This, this is one of those games too. I, I was listening to the Men and Blazers guys, and they were talking about, you know, twenty five years ago. This this was the kind of match where, you know, uh, multiple people would people hooligans would take over the streets of entire cities and there would just be like 500 people brawls where like everybody would run at their house and everybody would grab a pipe or whatever. And it, it, people would just like throw down on one another. These two teams. Yeah, this is a one one thirty second minute. So, okay. so you're saying it's just a typical um Typical regular regular season game in Argentina, right? I mean, that's what... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, let's wrap it up, friends. Uh, I think the we we had the Dark Clouds end of the year auction. I don't know if anybody got got a catch it yesterday. I didn't get to see it live, but I I looked at some of the uh, recorded highlights. Uh, we have well, so we're not there yet. We have two items up for auction, so people are bidding on them. And yes, okay. there are there have been bids. Yes. Um, a couple things I wanted to mention to you. Uh, 
player of the year for Minnesota United went to Michael Boxall. I think well deserved. Been a great leader, um, especially you th- the last month or so. Thinking of all the injuries and <laughs> speaking of post situations, he's come back from a lot. So good on him. Newcomer, no big surprise, Bebelo. And uh, Tony Sane wins the Buzz Lagos Lifetime Achievement. He had a cool speech that's uh, that's worth checking out. It's it's all on there. It's on their Twitch. I'm way too old for a Twitch account, I think, but uh, <laughs> you can still watch on the Twitch. I'm still I trying to just to watch Dark Cloud stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think I think Twitch was uh, one of the things that we got just to be able to watch some um, NWSL games at one point. So. Mm. Oh yeah, they had some of those Challenge Cup. Yeah, so they had some of those games on, so so that's the thing. But I, I want to use Twitch so we can so like we can play games with other people and broadcast it live. But that's another thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if it works for this, you all are more than welcome. I'm just not sure that it's it's for me. <laughs> um, but re- re- regarding the auction itself, though, uh, please do check it out, listeners, if you haven't yet. Because besides the Minnesota football show things, there's some really really cool items out there. I was drooling over a um, uh, an autographed. Cuchinho, Brazil shirt, jersey, uh, right next to a autographed Pelé doing the bike in, in 70, I think it was. They're, they're way out of my price range, both of them, but they are awesome. <laughs> they're both really cool. So if you have $500 laying around, yeah, and go if, for it. If you don't want to go that far, there's uh, Chris Ramirez, Game Worn Houston jersey. There's uh, Grey Goose donated a pair of boots signed. Yep. Right. Uh, there's right. a signed ball from Minone as well. Yes. Cool. So, and if and if you even want to go lower than that, you know, just say a hundred bucks. You know, just become my Patreon. That's it. You know, just give hey, that money to us. Nicely done. Nicely done. Um, all the proceeds go to. Uh, see, it's uh, free bikes for kids, Sunny Foundation, Like a Girl, and I think there might be another one as well. So. There's that. So it's all good, good cause, everything for a good cause. And yes, uh, like Rodrigo said, uh, patreon.com backslash Minnesota football show beers are coming. They look delicious. We've got doubles. We've got IPAs. Um, super excited. We'll have to figure out some way, whether it's a socially distanced get together or just we all drink at the same time here via Zoom. I don't know what it's going to be, but we can uh, we'll work that out <laughs> where we get to experiment them first and then then get them out to our uh, to our patrons. Groovy. That's all I got. All right, then. So, right. um, see you guys after what's the next game? Sunday? Monday? Monday. 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 Yeah, Monday. 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 Oh, this one actually works out for me because I, I, I might have to move only one student, but that's actually a, a pretty good time. So, yep. so, what do you tell your students? Seriously, like, you do you be like, hey, I have a family thing. Busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. It's busy. <laughs> I don't you're, feel you're, so so you lie to your students is what you're telling them. No, no, I'm busy. I am busy. <laughs> he doesn't say busy doing what? Just <laughs> he's like he's like, I, I I just I just don't want it to. I just, I just can't. I just can't. No, I still teach them, Rodrigo. I just move them. I don't, I don't just like drop them and cancel the lesson. <laughs> Come on. He's like, hey, listen, student. We can't meet at this on time, student. This week. Like, You're on your own. YouTube is a great helper. Go for it. <laughs> Go Google it. On that note, thank you, uh, Rodrigo and Bridget and uh, listeners. And we'll be back for more. Hopefully, we'll still be in this thing. Uh, we will see. Big battles coming up, but uh, go loons, bora. <laughs>